0: Hey, hello everybody, welcome back to Farscape Rewatch. It's season three, Episode eleven. I am Carmel Hats, and with me is Red Nightmare. Hello. Somehow this reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> ah yes, this takes me back. Back when I was trapped in the spaceship. No, no, no. Let's not dwell on
1: it. <laughs> As every young kid <laughs> has experienced, let's be honest.
0: Yeah. So this is uh, episode eleven uh, called Incubator. And we talked about this last week, and it's basically, we get Scorpius' backstory this episode. Yep, it's yeah, a thing. That it certainly is. Also, with this episode, we are now officially halfway through Season 3. We've got mm. 22 episodes in Season 3, It's Episode 11, we're halfway... Whoa, whoa, we're halfway there. Uh, <laughs> We're living on blood, sweat, and tears, let's be honest here. Okay, yeah, not prayers. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> ran out a while ago. Yeah, so coming off, well, last week's Talon episode was uh, Relativity mm-hmm. with Erin and her mum on the Swamp Planet, and that was, we. I think it's fair to say we really liked that one. Yep. And we were like, okay, we only had like one to go on, like the other Moya episode was not very good. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, impress us. And. uh, Yeah. All right, Uh, right, uh, let's get into it. Let's see. Yeah, let's. So we open up with Scorpius' command carrier, and there's a big wormhole sitting outside of it. Because remember, he's been researching wormhole technology while everybody thinks he's dead. And another Prowler pilot is coming back in from the test flight.
1: And one of the scientists is says, he's fine, he's fine. The Look. fact that he's not responded is um, uh, communication error. We uh, adjusted
0: the shielding and that should have stopped the tissue liquefaction effect. Uh, the canopy opens. <laughs> yeah, and the canopy opens are like, right, it is, oh, the tissue liquefaction idiot. should have stopped. And like. then... <laughs> And it's actually got bubbly, like, loopy, like, sound effects. Of, like, blah, yeah. blah 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 and it's a bit spurt out, and it's actually kind of disgusting. <laughs> it's like, oh, well. also kind of funny. Yeah, a little bit. Also, the woman saying this is the alien we saw before on Scooby's mm-hmm. research
1: team called Linfa. Uh, he's talking to Braca and Broca's like, yeah, tell that to the lieutenant.
0: Yeah, is like, well, it, it, it's his fault. He must have not followed instructions. He's like, no, he's liquefied maybe what you're doing is not working and she's bristling at it and like no i, I did the calculation we are correct everything is right mm-hmm. there's also a, cooker, a strapper who's the short uh, male alien with like the pale skin and little uh, horns around his head and he says that uh, well the equations they got from the neurochip are incomplete there's a section that uh, is heavily encrypted that they can't crack
1: yeah, and Scorpius is basically like, Why have you cracked it yet? Well, it's resisting decryption. Oh, also uh, this is the point at
0: which Scorpius comes into the scene, because yes. Before that it's been Braca kind of taking charge almost and telling people to get on with their jobs and and just I I, I like this Braca's is like he's showing his authority and then Scorpius shows up, he's like, Ah, right, boss is here now. <laughs> Take a step back. <laughs> and so Scorpius says, yeah, well, this section must have the key to wormhole technology. But Linfer is like, no, I'm sure uh, with the adjustments to the phase shielding, I think I've cracked it. And he says, in fact, I will pilot the next flight myself. Got to admire that. Put your money where your mouth is. Mm. But I mean, I could kind of see Scorpius was probably thinking about doing that anyway,
1: since... Because <laughs> was like, no... Oh. As head of research, I forbid you to, and Scorpius is like, oh, permission granted. Yeah, he sort of turns and, like, sneers at them. He's
0: like, permission granted. It's like, oh, you were going to do that anyway, weren't you, Scorpius? He's like, <laughs> oh, this works out nicely. But Scorpius has decided that it's necessary. He needs to access the neural chip to unlock the encoded section. And so uh, he's going to basically install the chip into himself. And so he goes to his quarters and he takes the chip with him. And... and in the foreground, we see a flower that will be relevant later. Yep, just a single flower in his quarters. It's, you know, the peacekeeper quarters are not, they're not actually too drab. He's got like a nice uh, chair with big red backing, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's all right. And there's a bed that he sort of lies down on. And Braca brings in uh, Nurse Froy. And for some reason, all of Scorpius's nurses wear, like, leather, like, <laughs> leather suits. Yeah. Maybe it's, quote, the uniform, I don't know. <laughs> but she's I got like uh, blue hair. Yeah, this um, one has blue hair and blue eyes. But, like, bright blue eyes. Like Yeah. And so they unscrew the cooling rod part from his head, and, like, sort of stick it in there, and then screw the thing back in. And so Scorpius then accesses the chip. And we go into just into Scorpius's head, but it's like dark and with smoke curling along the floor. There's just a black void, basically. Yeah, black void with smoke. And Scorpius is like,
1: John, are you here?
0: And then we see Crichton. And it's Crichton wearing his, you know, Peacekeeper, big Peacekeeper jacket and like stumbling about and says, Scorpius, where am I? What am I doing here? Am I in
1: hell? This is hell, isn't it? This is hell. And then he's like, What's the last thing you remember? Uh, The diagnosis had me on the chair trying to take your chip out. He screwed up. I really am in hell, aren't I? (laughs) And then Scorpius says, No, you're not
0: in hell, John. In fact, you're not Crichton. You're a neural spillover onto the chip from the real Crichton's personality. But uh, you're not the real John, but for my purposes, you will do. And... Basically, it's, he's,
1: the re, he's the reverse Harvey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. It's like, oh, great, now we have three Johns. Moya John, Talon John, and Scorpius John. And this guy, yeah.
0: And then so John's like, you know what, screw this, I'm, I'm out of here. And then he just walks out of shot and then, mm-hmm. you know, into the new shot in just the void and then walks into Scorpius and then does that a couple of times. Because they're in Scorpius's head, he can't get out. You can't
1: really go any that way, John.
0: (laughs) And he tells Crichton that, uh, we're in my head, and I need you to unlock the wormhole knowledge. I need you to tell me what you know about wormholes. And he's like, well, why would I do that? It's like, well, I'm going to persuade you. It's like, because he says, (laughs) like, if I'm dead, or if I'm a
1: neural clone, whatever, what can you, you can't threaten me. (laughs) You got no leverage. Well, I'm going to persuade you. Yeah. Okay, look, I'm going for some air, don't wait up. And then just again, Lloyd like, walks
0: out, and Scorpius is like, "You can't leave, John." So he's like, "Right, well, I'll show you my past." And John, crying, <laughs> like, "Well, let's not and say we did." <laughs> and then Scorpius is like, "Why? Well, my first
1: memory? Oh no, is pain." <laughs> <laughs> and all I can think of as this starts, like, "Oh God, this is this is like." parents showing you their kids' baby videos. It's yeah. Like, God, no.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, when he says my first memory is pain, there's a big flash of red and we see like bright lights shining down and it's all disorienting and he shows crying Christ- basically the first 12 cycles of his life.
1: <laughs> I I just can't help but think about this is your life. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember this voice? <laughs> <laughs> then we sort of
0: we flash through that, then we stop when he is 12 years old, and we sort of see him lying down on a bed. And uh, as the young sort of boy, he's really heavily disfigured, mm-hmm. much more so than uh, he is now. He looks like a burn victim, really. Yeah, like he looks I,
1: very diseased. And it's, he's he's got almost oversized hands with claws on them. Yeah. He He's not, you know... it
0: doesn't look well. And we see a Scaron female looming over him. And uh, the Skarin female's design is interesting because haven't got quite as long of a snout as the Scaron males. Mm-hmm. And a slightly smaller head with a few more spines around the neck.
1: And aside from that, just a female body.
0: Yes. <laughs> In fact, you know, he's standing there of, like, looking from side to side. And wearing, you he's wearing high heels
1: like... Well, really high heels. I just realized, this is why all Scorpius's nurses wear leather. Oh, God, right, because she's head-to-toe leather. His caretaker Mm. was kind of a dominatrix. I wonder if he realizes that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. So young Scorpius is really suffering from the heat, because remember, I mean, this has come up with Scorpius before, like, Scarans like it really warm, but Mm -hmm. Peacekeepers get heat delirium if they uh, get too warm and he's suffering and she's trying to get him to sit up it's like you will sit up and like he sort of scrambles up and then she knocks him down it's like again faster because he's like you know what condition were you born with It's like he was born with peacekeeper heat
1: delirium yes also known as the living death the who li- cured you from that it's like
0: you did uh i'm
1: like holy shit!" they know how to cure the living death isn't that actually like a
0: big deal probably i mean but they're i mean they're scarins and they're not gonna tell the peacekeepers are they no but still i'm like whoa mm. and the scarin says you know who was your father and who's your mother and he says that well his father was Sebastian, and forces scarin mother to give birth to him and the place he's in you know he's just lying down on a very simple bed and there's red lighting everywhere and it's clearly he's very uncomfortable and miserable and awful <laughs> Poor kid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the first bit of Scorpius' backstory. Uh, then we go to Moya to see what they're up to, because this is, you know, ostensibly a Moya episode, even though, really, the Moya stuff is the B-plot, and most of the time is taken up with Scorpius' backstory.
1: Mm-hmm. Basically, they're still chasing wormholes.
0: Yeah, Crichton's like, look, make another pass, and if, you know, I think there might be something here, and Pilot is very kind of visibly frustrated I like, though, that
1: Moya is actually enjoying it. Yes, he's like enjoying the free flight. But it's like, can you just stop? And Moya's like, no, I'm enjoying myself. Whee! <laughs>
0: yeah, and Dargo comes in and he's fed up and he's like, look, John, we've been doing this for 15 solar days. Like, we've found nothing. We need to take a break. Look, We're letting you indulge yourself. And he's like, hey, hey, come on. Maybe I'm allowed
1: to indulge myself once in a while. Yeah, once in a while. It's been 15 days. We need a break. Chihanna and Jewel are driving each other crazy. They're driving me
0: crazy. Yeah, and so he says, so indulge them. Like, we need a break from this. Fine.
1: If this doesn't turn anything up, we'll call it quits and get some shore leave.
0: Yeah, they're just, again, they're just flying around looking for wormholes and nothing much going on. Nope. So then we go back to Scorpius telling the neural clone of John uh, his backstory. Oh, the Scaran uh, female who's
1: his caretaker.
0: Yeah, sure. Towza is her name. She's basically said that the um, Scarans saved you from the heat delirium could have killed you but we haven't so your loyalties must lie with the Scarons. but you have to learn to be strong because the peacekeeper
1: parts in you are weak and i also like that she well not so much like as that she tells do you know how you came to be how you were born yeah and he says yes my father was a spation my mother was a scaron and we made like the wait hang on that's backwards from what we've heard earlier and uh, basically the peacekeepers are trying to breed Scarrants into their stock, as she tells it.
0: Yeah, because the Bacians were trying to figure out, yeah, if they could use the Scarrants for something. So, oh, uh, we saved you from the evil um Sebastians, peacekeepers, mm-hmm. basically is their point of view. And he says, you'll have to learn to be strong. And then Scorpius, current Scorpius, says that he was also taught endurance. And yep. Tausa's taunting young Scorpius, who's crawling along the floor, and she's got, like, a cup of water. And he's like... He's like uh, water water want the water and she's like come on crawl for it come and get it and he just reaches up is like please and then she sees that and this is the nice bit of puppet work yeah is that her eyebrow sort of goes up and she's like hmm and then tips the water onto the floor and scorpio sort of like licks at it and she says never use that word again that is weakness as he picks up his head and just
1: slams it into the ground
0: yeah and then we go back to Moyer again and suddenly a prowler comes out of nowhere uh-oh and is uh, sending a distress signal like wait there's a prowler there and Dago and Chiana are in command are like it's a trap obviously obviously it's a trap Yeah, this is exactly what happened to Aaron and, uh, sorry, what happened to Talon. Yeah, because they're still worried about the retrieval squad. That's also why they say, you know, they're bored earlier because they can't go meet up with Talon because of Mm -hmm. all that. But yeah, so it's broadcasting distress signal. Obviously, it's a trap. But Pilot says, well, wait, the Prowler is occupied by uh, Relgarian, which is a species that he and Moya trust. And everyone is like, Pilot, no! Do not bring, do not bring her on board. And <laughs> pilot's like deploying the docking
1: web now. It's like, pilot, what are you doing? If we actually find out, which is important, that it's the alien woman we saw earlier hmm. working for Scorpius, who volunteered to go into the next prowler. Yeah, and like. Uh-oh. Oh, no. So, yeah, I mean,
0: we've, that's her species, Ralgarian. which she's got, like, light blue skin with red markings around her eyes and solid black eyes or a little blue uh, oval in the middle of her forehead. Yeah, and she has white hair except for the tips that are blue. So, yeah, apparently this is a species that uh, Moya and Pilot trust, and so, yeah, she comes aboard and uh, comes out of the prowler, and Dago, Chiana, and Jewel are at the hangar bay with guns pointed at her <laughs> and she gets out and he he did you know say to pilots like okay could you please just have some things
1: ready so he puts drds on the defense mode and dargo says like ma'am just come slowly to the hangar bay doors and leave your weapons in the craft <laughs> just like they're armed to <laughs> teeth standing there and she comes out it's like i did it
0: i solved the shielding problem where's john crichton and she's like look you'll have to go through us first it's like, I want to offer him the secret of wormhole travel. Bum, 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 bum. So it's like, oh, I... is she double crossing Scorpius here? Oh. That doesn't seem wise, but mm. okay. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, few people live long after doing that. But... It's true. So then we go back to Scorpius, except what we now see is uh, Nurse Freud and Braca looking over Scorpius and uh, checking on him. And uh, nurse Fro- the nurse is a bit worried. She's like, Oh, well, I don't like these readings. Baraka's like, well, are they critical yet? She's like, well, no. So we'll keep going then. Yeah, everything is fine. So back inside Scorpius's head, Scorpius tells Crichton that Talos' attempts to teach control, you know, they didn't entirely fall on deaf ears. They did actually work a bit. And he found out that he's, because he's hybrid, he can actually perceive energy signatures. So we see a shot from his point of view of basically infrared camera. Or, yeah. like, thermal vision. So he's, basically. Basically, he's basically the predator. You can see <laughs> thermal vision. And so it's different for each species, which actually I think that's a callback way back to. Oh, because when we first meet Scorpius.
1: Yeah, he just immediately susses out that John is lying. Yeah, or The, the moment they meet.
0: Well, not even that, that John is not Sebastian. Mm hmm. Because he has a different uh, energy signature than uh, Sebations. So, like, yep. yeah, that's something I think we know or that has come up occasionally with Scorpius. And now we actually know what it means, where the origin is from. Mm. And basically that uh, also, yeah, when people lie, their energy signatures change. And he learned to read that. So he's, yeah. a, he's a,
1: a walking lie detector. And he also used that lie detector on his caretaker and found out that whenever she that sometimes when she said like the peacekeepers were a deficient species and they gave you up but she's clearly lying Mm -hmm. especially about the whole gave them up and if we hadn't saved you you would have been worse off stuff like that and so he
0: says that made him more determined to find out the truth about what had really happened why he was there and so he mm-hmm. sort of pretended to be obedient, and over time, she grew careless, but he didn't. Nope. And so he eventually, you know, he saw her working the controls, and he was able to figure that out. So he was able to use the controls of a console to find out where he was. And, and I like he how he sk- breaks
1: out by stealing some of the cutlery from, from his food. Yes, and says
0: his education included technology, so he could bust open the lock. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out he's on a Skarin Dreadnought... And eventually, he just makes a run for it and jumps ship in an escape pod, and then lands on a commerce planet. Meanwhile, Crichton is like, I don't know, about, I'm not so sure about this. Why are you showing me this? Okay, you had a bad childhood. Boo hoo. (laughs) Yeah, but does it have anything to do with me? So then, back on Moya, Linfer is telling Pilot and Crichton that basically we're in Pilot's den, and. Crichton is sitting up on the console with the, with the gun in hand, and Lympha tells him that Scorpius is still alive. Yeah, and I so can't...
1: finally they know that now.
0: Yeah, and John's like, "I knew it. I knew he wasn't dead. He's been working on wormholes this whole time. I knew it." So he points the gun. At uh, so like, what does he want? Why are you here? And she says, "Well, I came. No, I came on my own. I managed to find the wormholes exit node."
1: and checked several of them before I found uh, Moya. Yeah, because I figured you'd be looking at the radiation coming off those yeah, exit you... points. Yeah, you'd
0: be looking for wormholes as well, so if I wanted to find you, I had to just come out of a wormhole. Just find the right exit. And she says she was sure that Scorpius was going to kill her. and Whether she, she finished the project successfully or not. And then she says to him, it's like, well, did your, tell me, did your craft that you went through the wormhole with, does it employ phase shielding? And he's like, no. <laughs> just He just looks confused. And so she's like, hmm, well then you're very lucky to be alive because without proper face shielding, people liquefy, but I solved that problem. You were lucky that you were in an incredibly stable wormhole. But she says, I've discovered the technology that will let any craft travel through a wormhole, and I will give it to you in exchange for Moya. And I like that John immediately says, go to hell. Yeah, he's like, nope. And, the, you know, it's not like a bit of consideration because weirdly you know interestingly pilot is thinking about it yeah not john because we we might have expected that before because you know how you know how he gets about wormholes yeah he, he's been portrayed as incredibly single-minded but i think a lot of his experiences have kind of brought him around and he knows that this ship this is all my friends i'm not gonna give them up just nope. for that and uh pilot on the other hand, he's not so sure. He's like... Uh, and John is like, tell me you're not thinking about it. And like, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> You know? Because yeah. it turns out her species is actually a very peaceful um, race yeah. that uses Leviathans to go explore into deep space. And it's something that Pilot and Moya have
0: only dreamed about. Yeah, they've always wanted to do it, but they've never had the chance. And so uh, they would really love to, so there, there is some desire to do it.
1: There's a brilliant part where Limpha says to Pilot, well, Scorpius has been obsessed with wormholes, and Pilot responds, yeah, I've heard that before. He <laughs> just looks over at John, <laughs> like, oh, sick burn. I don't know how that feels. <laughs>
0: oh, and uh, I have realized there's a little detail in the earlier boy scene that we missed, because when John is like, okay, we'll take a break if we need to, and Dago's like, well, you should get some sleep. Oh yeah. So John's like, "Yeah, you're right. Wake me if anything happens." And then Dargo says to Pilots like, "Let him sleep for 12 hours. Do not wake him no matter what happens." And Pilots and I like, like,
1: Pilots response."
0: Oh yeah. He's like, "Agreed." <laughs> so like I said, Pilot is clearly fed up of looking for wormholes, even if Moira is enjoying the free flight. Yep. So he's like, "Yes, I know how it feels to be stuck with someone who's obsessed with wormholes." Mhm. <laughs> Alright, so then we cut back to Scorpius and Crichton and I just want to point out, like, I, I realized something at this point of honestly why I was not enjoying this episode so much is that oh. the scenes are just people talking, like yeah. the stuff on Moya. They were just stood there talking to each other, expositing dialogue, and then when you see Scorpius and Crichton, he's like, "Here's this thing," and then I t- basically he's stood there just
1: delivering his backstory to Crichton. I think it's more interesting what happens on Moya because there there's more character. I'm uh, into that but especially the stories that scorpius tells is pure exposition almost yeah like
0: scorpius and Crichton. when when scorpius is talking to him it's just he's literally just stood there behind him expositing at him yep. and so what he says now is that well, after he escaped from the scarans he traveled around the uncharted territories mm-hmm. um eventually he made it to peacekeeper space and surrendered to the first Uh, carrier he found and then we see him talking to a peacekeeper officer yeah Um, and at this point
1: he's actually dressed very differently
0: because yes he's now again he's an i think he's an adult or he's played again by wayne pigram uh, um, not by the child actor who played young scorpius and he's dressed in basically an earlier version
1: of the coolant suit yeah and he also he wears basically the coolant unit is on as a backpack on his back now with the tube running into his head, and his suit is like less
0: well fitting, and it it Mm does—it just looks crappier.
1: He also seems younger. Yes, younger than current Scorpius.
0: And so, remember, I think it was well—it was the end of season two, where we find out that the Diagnosin actually installed the coolant suit. So he must have must have seen him in the
1: intervening years or something. I think he's got upgrades, but this looks might have actually been the first version first version the Diagnosin made for him. Yeah. So,
0: he's talking to uh, the guy's called Captain Mullane, and Scorpius is like, I propose an exchange of information. I have tactical knowledge of the Scarons and Captain Mullane. He's trying to be kind of agreeable. It's like, oh, yes, well, we got some information out of you, but you didn't reveal everything. Tactical knowledge and so on. It's like, oh, we could just, we could just force that out of you. What do you want? Scorpius is like, doubtful.
1: <laughs> I propose an exchange, and my price is not high. I'd like to remind you that I came here of my own free will. What he basically wants to know is he'll give them any information they want about what he saw on the Scaran ship and everything. He just wants to know about his parentage. He knows the Scarans were lying to him about that. And, and I like that the captain asks, what so you can know where you came from? So I know know who I should be. Mm, okay. I have, I have slight problems with that line, but that's more stemming from the other problems I have with this episode. Yeah. So
0: the captain thinks about it and he's like, well, everything you've told us so far, we corroborated. And so they know that he's, that Scorpius isn't lying to them. And he undoes the handcuffs that Scorpius was wearing. And so he's like, right, here's the thing. The Scarrans did lie to you. There was actually
1: a Leviathan full of civilians, colonists, or pioneers, yeah, this, they say. Yeah, and this is actually something that Scorpius in the present is telling John again, telling him for sure. Yeah, yeah. Also, well, so we learn in that office, before we move to the next scene, we learn in that office that Scorpius has chosen his own name. Yes, he he's... didn't have a name yet until
0: he escaped. Right, yeah, yeah, he wasn't given one. He says, I have chosen Scorpius. Like, okay, yeah. Sure. But he's told about the Leviathan full of pioneers, Sabatians, and they're trying to find a colonizable planet. They're looking in through the Uncharted Territories, and which was attacked by Scarons. Yeah. Uh, but one transport pod survived and made it to the planet. So then what we see, John and then John gets shown by Scorpius. He says, these next images are not memories. They're a reconstruction yeah. based on the data from the logs. Peacekeepers and what he could find. Yeah. yeah. And so we see there's a transport pod from a Leviathan on like this big sort of rolling green hills and flowers and things, just like a nice looking planet. And it's mm-hmm. sat there and there's a man outside looking around. Then he goes inside, and there's a woman in there, and uh, they're basically arguing about what happened. Of Like, look, I didn't... He blames the peacekeepers. So, well, they didn't tell us. They didn't protect us from the scare and attack. And it's like, well, I'm sure they didn't know about it, and they would have yeah. helped us if they had known. But, and so, oh... Uh, and, then,
1: and, and then they realize, like, look, I shouldn't be taking this out on you. I'm yeah. sorry. That, the male actor looks familiar to me. Mm. I have a feeling I've seen in something else. Uh,
0: well, they're both... <laughs> they're both... Uh, not putting on any accent because they're both Australian. <laughs> Doing, you know, the typical thing of uh Sebations in Farscape or all aliens are Australian, right? I mean, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so Australians probably came from space. That makes mm, a lot of sense. Actually. I I guess so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apologies to any Australians listening. <laughs> So the the two tributians are upset, scared, and they're like, "Okay, well, we we'll have to make it do, make do here." And they're like, "Well, with what? We haven't got any supplies. We haven't got any uh, any of our seeds, any of our uh, building materials." And it's like, "Well, just like real pioneers, well, yeah, we'll have to make do." And so they go to sleep in the transport pod. But during the night, a scarron comes in, and that's why you lock the door. <laughs> and the scarin, uh does the funky. Heat thing to the male, and yeah. just, he screams and like drops down to the floor and, kill, and After he,
1: the male tries to shoot the scarron, well, we all know how well that turns out. Yeah, pulse weapons rarely work that well on them.
0: Was it Scorpius says? Didn't one get forward again. Uh, pistol fire will not kill a scarron before he kills you. Yeah. So yeah, that doesn't work, and so the scarron kills the male and then says, and then takes or like grabs the female by the neck and just takes her out mm-hmm. and scorpius says the woman Rilani jima delos is her name she was 22 cycles old and that the transport was never salvaged or destroyed then we see scorpius tracking up to the transport pod which is now covered in vines and moss and there's stuff. webbing inside what looks like old spider webs and dust
1: and he's like nobody had touched it in 10 cycles I was confused by that suddenly. I was like, wait, 10 cycles. You're probably older than 10 cycles. So who yeah. touched it between when they were taken and you coming back? Huh. That might just be a
0: goof in the I, I script think it or is. something. Like, I think if it said if it said something like nobody touched it in 20 cycles. Yeah, then
1: it would have made total sense.
0: Yeah. Because I wonder if that's the time between like him escaping from the Scarans and then finding the transport pod. Yeah. But then there's 12 cycles before that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might just be a little uh, mess up there, which is weird. I think I think it was. Yeah, mm. that's fine. Anyway, so he goes in and he's looking around, and he sees a plant, which looks unique and it's one we haven't he hasn't seen before. But we
1: have seen before. Yes. At the start of the
0: episode. It's the one in his quarters. There's a single flower in it, and it's basic. It's actually kind of like what's the right way to describe it? It's like a little. It's like a single
1: leaf coming out with little protrusions from it. Yeah. Little red it's, protrusions. It, it, it's. It's a flower that instead of opening up completely and having uh, petals all around, it's the one that stays almost like a small bulb, which yeah. has a, a single entrance for stem and everything, and where insects would probably crawl in to get to the honey, leaving spores all over the place.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, weirdly, exactly. it looks like a little bit like an upturned golf club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with um, little red spines coming, uh, little red flowers coming out from the Yeah, and a yellow stem. Yeah. So, anyway, clearly we know that that's from there. That was where his mother. He yeah. never calls her that, no. interestingly enough. But he thought, well, okay, nobody's been here in a long time. Or so he thought, because he's looking around inside and bunch of systems go off, the door shuts, and this gas starts filling up the transport pod. And it was rigged; it was a trap. And
1: he got recaptured by Towser. She knew he would show up there, and she set a simple trap for him. Yeah,
0: I knew you'd come. I knew your weakness. <laughs> and so we then see her uh, again. We're back in the same set we were when Scorpius was a child, and mm-hmm. she's like pointing, basically pointing a big lamp at him because she knows his weakness too much heat and he will start shutting down and she, like she's unplugs the coolant system from his head and we see that actually in the backpack there's a longer version of the coolant rods
1: the ones that are usually in his head
0: and towels is trying basically she's then trying to get information out of him about peacekeepers he says you are too weak to overcome your flaws alone you know looking at the coolant system in disgust and... Yeah, taking out the rod. And so she just slams him down on the bed and just bright lights, heavy amounts of heat, and just, like, causes him huge amounts of pain, and he's just yelling... I think it's more than just heat.
1: I think yeah. it's an actual torture device mm. because of something later in this scene.
0: And so he's just experiencing so much pain. And the memory of that is causing Scorpius,
1: like real Scorpius, a lot of pain as well. Is Yeah, which John, Scorpius John, can see standing next to him. And also Braca and the nurse can see outside of him. And John's like, whoa, whoa, Scorpius, calm down. Okay, time for a break. And I'm like, wait... John, since when do you care? I thought you wanted him dead. You've tried to kill him before. And the nurse
0: and braca she's like, right, no, okay, I'm bringing him out of it. I'm doing this. And Braca's like, no, stop. He will be okay. He will do what he needs to do. He's And then Scorpius does actually wake up by himself, mm-hmm. of like, I think we'll stop there for a
1: moment. Yeah, let's take a little break.
0: And so then we check in with the uh, wormhole research squad, mm-hmm. and Strapper is telling him that, well, Lympha's
1: not returned. Yeah, and she's accessed confidential files before she left, and everybody's surmising, like, wait, you mean she bailed on us? Yeah, and he may have
0: intended to, she defected. And so Scorpius is like, well, find out whether this was the case or not. You need. It's like, I'm not sure, we're, we're defected. It's like, well, find out then.
1: And, and then he goes off to resume uh, the chip. Yeah, and Bracca says to, I think, uh, Sub-Commander who's standing there, Big, Big tall, old guy. He reminds me a little of Michael Dorn, actually. Yeah, he's a big guy. Younger version, but (laughs) Bracca basically says to him, make sure that they keep working, and if not... Give him some incentive. <laughs> and the man says, I'll make sure of it. In the voice that I did not expect. It was, I, I thought a de- I was expecting a deep, gravelly voice. And it's just no. a regular voice. But he's also like, oh, yes. And he has a big, he
0: grins. He's like, yes, sir. That's a <laughs> man who loves his job. <laughs> ah, you know, one thing the peacekeepers have got going for them is job satisfaction, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right, so we then go back to Moya. The crew are talking about Linfa's offer. Crichton says, well, Pilot and Moya are warming to it, and Jewel, Chiana, and Dargo all against it. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, different and, reasons. And Chiana says, like, no,
1: they're not against it. That's something completely different.
0: Yeah, they're not for it. They're just not
1: against it, which different thing. Yeah, because Moya has said through Pilot, like, she would never abandon them. Yeah. But John has pointed out, like, that given a choice.
0: Yeah. Chiana does not believe or they just don't believe her story like what if this is a setup why should we give her up and why can't she just stay here with us or
1: something why don't we just ditch her like why do we trust her she's dangerous yeah why don't we ditch her and john says like look if this wormhole thing works we can just bring everybody home what happens to us well with this i can just bring you home
0: yeah, and Jules kind of looks up at that mention yeah. of home. Like, oh. And Dargo can't believe it. He's like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe you're entertaining this idea. This is the, exactly the attitude that got Zan killed. <sighs> Ooh.
1: And john Low blow.
0: Yeah. And John's. Very like low blow. John's like, hey, that's low, man. That's unfair. And then he walks out. You know what? Also in these scenes, like, I was a little disappointed because he says, like, this is the attitude that got Zan killed, and John's like, hey, that's low, and then walked away. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you you want that to explode. Yeah, I was expecting a bigger reaction. I think John's trying to be diplomatic in this case. Yeah, I guess. Like, look, guys, let's think about this, and he knows shouting at Dargo doesn't help. I suppose so, yeah. Mm. The fact that that doesn't just snap, make him snap, is a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I, I just I think he was expecting more from that
0: dialogue, mm. but um, yeah, he ultimately is like, that's low man, and then goes away. So then Jewel takes some food to Linfa, who's in uh, some quarters, but then Linfa says, I was I was wrong, and turns around because she's been looking in the mirror, yeah. and her half of her face is melting.
1: She's basically leaning out of her right eye.
0: Yeah, and she's melted and she says, it's the beginning of tissue liquefaction, I haven't solved the problem, I only delayed it. And so then, very quickly, like she gets in the prowler and leaves, and Crichton is running to Kamala. it's like, hey, no, don't let her leave. Like, pilot, deploy the docking web. Get her back.
1: And, and hmm. the prowler explodes, which Lympha actually does herself.
0: So well, she says, thank you, pilot, for granting my request. Yeah. And Crichton's like, I can't believe we let her go. This is ridiculous. This is stupid. I
1: mean, better a quick death than wasting away.
0: Yeah, I guess. What's this is a prowler, though. Mm, yeah, but Jewel mentions, like, well, it's funny, you know, you only support pilot's decision when you both want the same thing.
1: He's like, that's not fair.
0: He said, that's crap.
1: And Jewel's like, yeah. truth is never crap. And I'm like, no, that is crap. There's a difference between going along with something that you might want and that might actually give everybody what they want and going along with somebody killing themselves. Yeah. Jewel, there is a significant difference and between those two choice those two situations.
0: And they I mean they still had information they could have
1: got out of her. And also they could have tried to help. Yeah. While it points out that the offer was made and was turned down, but still. Yeah. I mean I'm assuming <coughs> Lim Lympha basically downloaded just left a tape with all the data. I'm hoping I don't think so. Like this is that's not mentioned during the episode. Like, like come on Lympha if you're gonna die, at least give him everything you might have. Give him something, yeah. Or you might, you might have. Like give him something to work off of.
0: But no, she just goes out in the prowler and explodes. <sighs> uh yeah, and also I was just when this happened I was like, Oh, well, okay, she's gone now and exploded. Oh. Mm-hmm. She was in like three scenes on Moya. And then Which was...
1: I th- actually think these scenes
0: are worth more. <clears throat> And we'll get to why at the end. Okay, we'll talk more about that once we get through what happened. So we go back to Scorpius mm-hmm. uh, now and accesses the chip again. I'm going in. <laughs> and Crichton's like, "Why are you doing that? Why are you showing me all this?" And he's like, "I'm showing you these memories to show you what the Scarrons are
1: like. Scarns far outnumber peacekeepers, and without a superior weapon, will be destroyed." And John's basically like, "Look, I don't have any love for the Scarrons, but as far as I'm concerned, you're both of you are a bunch of d holes." But yeah, it's like, you want to kill them, they want to kill you. What's the difference? Well, just let you
0: guys uh, fight it out. And yeah. Scorpius says, I will show you the difference. Yes. Oh, oh
1: big words, big words. So something evolutionary happens. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we see Tauza, again, telling Scorpius, like, yes, I lied about your parentage because we wanted you to hate Sabatians. Mm-hmm. And let me show you your parents. And so she shows him uh, Relani is tied up and the Scaron male comes in and, like, forces and basically forces
1: himself on her. Yeah, and most of that we see uh, basically the way we've seen Scorpius talking to Scorpius John, Mm. which is them looking at the camera with what almost looks like a projection in front of them. And we see that, and she was raped by the Scaron. Yeah, and... All I could think of, because it's not very, it's not very visible. It's very cover, But I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. at the boxes of the DVDs, and I'm like, season two was the one with the maximum age rating of 18. Yeah. I'm wondering why this one is 15. Yeah. I'm, I'm slightly confused by this.
0: Also, I think this is, wasn't it way back, way, way, way back in? Uh, at the end of season
1: two, with the Shadow Depository, when Joffrey yeah. was talking to Scorpius about that, when he said that his father was a scare and he raped his mother. We did know that from. That's um, why. That's why I was like, when at the start of the episode they said that his father was a Sebastian, his mother was a Scare, and I was like, that's not right. That's not true. We know that we've we've talked about this before, Mm. and then we learn why that wasn't the truth.
0: Yeah, they wanted to make him hate Sebastians. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they shows him the image of uh, his parents. Tauser says the mating process fractured the psyche of scorpius's mother. During the gestation period she pleaded for death. Like this is all horrible, horrible stuff. Yeah. And Scorpius there is like, You killed her It's like No, your birth was difficult. You actually you killed her. Yeah, you killed her. And it says, in 90 other such matings, both the female and offspring, they both died. You're the only one who survived. And we saved you and kept you alive to see if we could use sebation genes to serve us, see if, if they could serve any purpose for the Scarons And, like, yeah. nope, they were actually useless and weak, and you're deficient and terrible.
1: Yeah, basically, what they say is the uh, sebations aren't even useful as breeding stocks, so they have to be eradicated. But Scorpius manages to get one over on Towser. So. Okay, this sequence is great, because first he pulls the wire out of his head, making a pop sound, yep. which I kind of find funny for some reason. <laughs> it's almost a comedic it is like sound. And then he goes over to where she chucked in the um, cooling rod, which is apparently the waste bin, because he pukes in it, and then she says, now you will start telling me everything you know, starting with all your encounters with the peacekeepers. And he's like, water. Water. And at that point, he's grabbed the rod, broken it in half. He's like, need water. <laughs> She's like, oh, fine. Turns around. Scorpius jumps up and from behind and jabs because the rods now have jagged glass Mm. basically on the ends just jabs those straight to her (laughs) eyes (laughs) and she stumbles around a bit and is able to sort of kicks him
0: away but then he grabs her throws her down onto the table or the bed and then like turns the lamp on that was being used on him which is why i thought it wasn't heat because oh yeah
1: yeah, a lot of heat
0: so, yeah, it's some kind of... It just causes a whole lot of pain. So he does that, and then he's able to get out of that room and closes the doors behind him.
1: Because the light goes from red to blue and the cooling rods go to blue, I'm pretty sure he just turned down the thermostate completely. Like, yeah, and it freeze. starts
0: filling with, like, there's some gas in there. So it's like he's freezing the chamber, which is... freezing like, her to death. I mean, that's how you deal with scarron, And so then it, when he's sort of scrabbling to get that, he's sort of looking a bit, you know, panicked. But once the doors are closed and uh, it starts cooling down and then he sort of opens them a little bit and you see him sort of looking like scowling, it's, determined. It's into... actually a window to the side, I think. Oh, yeah, right. So There's an open door, And he's just looking in like, you know, like the Scorpius we're used to. And like, uh, there you go, now he's got the upper hand. So yeah, he kills Tauser, and then again he ma- he escapes again and sends a locator signal. So a command carrier turns up to destroy the dreadnought and you know take him with them. And, and John is like, okay, so what do you want? Applause. Local boy makes good. <laughs> good job. Well, well done.
1: Local boy destroys Scaram Prowler. Mayor to give him Kiev City.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not entirely wrong because then we see him again talking to Captain Malane and he's like, well, uh, in recognition of your uh, activities and your information, uh, we will make you exempt from all purity re- regulations. And then Scorpio says, well, I would like to submit submit myself for inclusion in the Peacekeeper force. Yep. So, yeah, he got special dispensation to be part of the Peacekeepers because of all this. Mm -hmm. Because he's not uh, Serbation. Well, he's half Serbation.
1: Yeah, and usually there's purity rules, but this captain has basically pulled some strings at my command. And it's like... I like that, like the captain, this captain actually seems like a decent enough guy.
0: Yeah, and so uh, then we see current Scorpius tells Kryon, it's so, like, well, I quickly advanced in rank and created a special task force to develop wormhole technology because that would provide a massive edge over the Skarens. John's like, yeah, smart,
1: join the military and let them pay for your little pet project.
0: And Scorpius is like, you think I want this for my own personal gain? I don't. He also. What does he say? I I don't want power.
1: I want revenge. And then John turns to him and says, "Why would I help you? What about my revenge? I lost a lot of people because of you.
0: Yeah, people I cared about. And Scorpius says, it's like I did what I thought was necessary. You are free to despise me if you want, but it, it needed to be done.' And he says to John that the Scarens won't stop after peacekeepers and sebaceans they won't stop after luxons they won't stop after i get dineering uh nabari delvians Delvians, yeah they will only stop when they're the only living species
1: left if they get wormhole technology if they beat us to it eventually they're going to find earth yeah and your species is not prepared yeah you're defenseless
0: and you're hopeless yeah So what they have to do is they have to destroy the Scarecrows before they can destroy everybody. Mm-hmm. So again, we—he's th- explained a bit of that before. Again, during the end of season two, when he first captures Crichton. But yeah. I mean, now we really know why because the Scarons will try and exterminate everything. Mm-hmm. Actually, they reminded me a bit of the Daleks from Doctor Who because that's—they've got the same MO, which is exterminate all, literally everything else until they're the only things left.
1: Yeah. I mean, apparently the Skarons will keep a species alive if it serves any purpose, like breeding stock, but
0: that's about it. And so then Scorpius says, it's like, these calculations and we see, like, floating alien equations, basically. Yeah,
1: and we've seen those before earlier in the episode.
0: Yeah, when they talk about the encrypted section. Mm -hmm. And he says, like, these, these, we cannot crack this. This must be the key. You will give it to
1: us so that we will discover wormhole technology. Yeah, and John reaches out to it and you see the center of it slowly float towards his hand. John says, "Scorpi, this isn't mine to give. I mean, if says, you paid attention to what the ancients said,
0: if you're not smart enough to discover it for yourself, you're not smart enough to use it wisely." Yeah, and he
1: grabs it and just he just closes his fist and it just tears itself apart, flying everywhere. And Scorpi's like, "No!" <laughs> he's just like, "See ya!"
0: And again, Scorpi's like goes in front of him. He's like, "No, you can't leave. You will tell me." And like he grabs you, him by the you, neck. Do you know this is changing in lighting? You tend to red, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so Scorpius, like, grabs Crichton by the neck and picks him up and says, You will!
1: Tell me you will! And we actually go to outside Scorpius's head where his condition is apparently going critical. Yeah, going really it's bad. warming up. And the nurse is like, Okay, I need to bring him out now. And is like, No, you will wait. He knows what he's doing. It's like, No, my responsibility is to Scorpius. And Brocco just knocks her out. And I knew, I call this line the very oh, first yeah. time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he says... So is
0: mine. <laughs> and he said a bit earlier, I think it was either this scene or the previous one, but where he says, um, "No, Scorpius will survive. He always survives."
1: Yes. Even Brock <laughs> is getting better character expansion in this. Yeah, I actually really like what they did with Brock in this
0: episode. Yeah, me yeah. too. But so he yeah knocks out the nurse and he's standing over Scorpius and Scorpius is overheating, but inside his head he's trying to get John to tell him, but he
1: won't. And and I like John quipping. You're getting a bit warm to the touch, Scorpie.
0: <laughs> Maybe you should take a break. I said, hey, Scorpie, do you think you're all clones go to heaven? <laughs> and then sort of he knocks, Scorpie sort of falls to the ground and John's like, look, when I, if, if I do get to heaven or whatever, I'll be sure to send your mum your regards.
1: Yeah. And then he just... Dissipates. He like dissolves. He basically dies. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't ha- end up having three clones very long. Yeah. Okay. And so <sighs> back to two. Uh, okay. Back to Everybody, two. Everybody mark it on the chart. Back to
0: two. Crichtons. Back to two. Yeah. Line goes back down. <laughs> <laughs> and so then outside, you know, in the quote, the real world, Scorpius wakes up and uh, well, he sits up and he's like, <laughs> "I was going to say." <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wouldn't call it waking up. He just, just bolts, bolts up. Bolts up. And exhaustion on his face, like, and then and the his psh- cooling psh- thing just psh- pops. And Scorpius is looking distraught at Braca while he's breathing heavily. And Braca's like confused uh, looking around. Uh, so he, yeah, he knocked the nurse out. Not maybe
0: the best decision. Yeah, so uh, we see like Scorpius is like drooling a bit and he's like, arr, arr, and there's steam coming out of the coolant rod. So he, yeah. so then Braca like, goes to
1: grab it, and but it's really hot, so it burns his like, fingers. Uh, <sighs> uh, <sighs> And then he pushes I, the I, button. Which made me realise why he was looking around just before. It's yeah. like if there were any gloves <laughs> like, before he touched that, like, okay, no gloves. And he just grabs it and burns his ass. Like,
0: ah, and then, ah, then he also grabs the chip out of the uh, out of there and, and throws it, it to the ground. And then pushes a the button on the on a on the box and like a new
1: rod actually like shoots up out of yeah, it and he, he goes grabs boom. it, <laughs> and then puts it back in. And then closes, hit the lid again, and Scorpius just falls to the bed again. And we see him back inside his own mind, just lying on the floor and just saying, John,
0: John. there's an echo.
1: (laughs) I like that there's suddenly an echo. Yeah. And the the lighting goes from red
0: back to blue again. Yep. He's in his own mind again. That Crichton's gone. And honestly, that's the only bit of action in the entire episode. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so we go back to Moya it's not entirely true the flashback uh, it was smashed. i suppose so yeah but so we go back to moya Crichton is in the food mm-hmm. area and he's sort of sat there with some drink and then dargo comes in
1: and john says like look if you came here to lecture me go away <laughs> and he's like well if you're gonna be like that maybe i will go away if you're gonna be like it what does he say
0: if you are going to be as sour as an unmated flibisk i will go away
1: and John's like, what the hell is a flibisk? He's
0: like, well, it's a ten-legged creature and uh, very tasty if prepared right. But if you stop them from mating, they get very, very cranky. And, and John's <laughs> like, who doesn't? <laughs>
1: and Dargo sits down and like uncorks a bottle and is having a drink. And I like that John asks, like, have you ever wondered if we've been cooped up too long in this ship? And Targo basically answers all the time.
0: So, it's so, like, well, alright, let's toast to that hopefully changing soon.
1: Especially because the Targo says the alternatives have always been worse.
0: Yeah, and Crichton says, well, Scorpius is still alive. If Linfa found us, then, uh, then Scorpius can as well.
1: And he's ahead on wormhole technology. Yeah, further along than we are. I'm also like, John, you assume he cares well, about yeah. finding you. Well,
0: like... he needs the wormhole knowledge.
1: Yes, he now needs John again. Yeah, exactly. He didn't need him until that chip burned out with, right. without any data. Mm. Until then, he, were, he was fine with not having John. Yeah, but now yeah now he does need Granton again.
0: Yeah. So uh, we go back to Scorpius for this last mm-hmm. uh, scene, and he's sat in his quarters, sort of staring off into space, reciting... Numbers and figures and letters and like uh, a sixteen b b you know blee, 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 just blee, like blee. random things. It's it's, a, it's an equation. There's um, even parts of the equation. I was like, I don't think that's an actual thing. But then
1: again, I'm now the mathematician.
0: <laughs> and he's talking to a Strapper, who's looking or like he's
1: making notes on like a little pad. And he's like, oh ooh, yes, hmm hmm. Yeah, because when John, uh, when Scorpius John destroyed the equations, there were parts of it flying around. So Scorpius is basically trying to recall everything he saw,
0: and he did say like uh, he has an excellent memory, so mm-hmm. some of those things he was able to retain and like finishes rattling that off and. He's like, okay, well, that's incomplete. It's not everything. But Strapper says, like, oh, I, no, I can already see, like, answers to questions we, we've had and we haven't solved. That should yep. put us on track. He's like, well, get to work then. He's like, yes, I will, and runs off. He's the last scientist left. Mm. And then Braca comes in and says, like, well, I can confirm that the chip was destroyed by the heat. Scorpio says, it doesn't
1: matter. We may now have the data we need. Mm. And, like then Braca asks, like, will that be all? Scorpio says, yes. Broca walks away. Lieutenant Broca. I'm like, you just said that was all, you idiot.
0: He changed his mind. He changed his mind. mind. He's like, oh, wait a minute. He says, well, your performance has been exemplary. You can see
1: Broca perking up a bit, puffing up his chest a little bit more. It's like, oh, 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 thank you. Thank Thank you, you, sir. Thank you, sir. I uh, hope my uh, conduct will remain um, agreeable. Because he says,
0: you made the correct decision because, you know, to, to let Scorpius fight through it and
1: Mm -hmm. rather than wake him up and and he burnt his hands for Scorpius
0: yeah (laughs) and so then he leaves and Scorpius stands up and walks over to the flower just caresses it a bit looks at it and uh, that's the end of the episode
1: Yeah, I like especially that bit at the end with Bracca where I'm like Mm -hmm. Bracca's actually developing a bit of a hero worship for Scorpius (laughs) like
0: I said I like actually what they did with Brock and how you develop his relationship with Scorpius in this
1: episode. Yeah. Oh. I hope Brock dies in front of Scorpius where he couldn't have done anything. <laughs> like, that's the best way you, you kill off a character that is hero worship for another character. <laughs> well, I am a cruel, cruel man. This is true.
0: So that was Incubator. <laughs> <sighs> Overall, this was not... It's, it's fine episode. It's, it's it's just boring. It's it, You know what it is? Is It's filler. Is what it feels like. Yeah. We're, we're waiting for something else to happen.
1: It's killing The thing is, it's killing time. Like I said, everything that happened outside of Scorpius' backstory was good. As I said last week, when I heard there was going to be mostly a Scorpius uh, episode, I was hoping they'd do something on Moya to set up their conflict. And it seems yeah. to be that that family is just falling apart. And I'm wondering if that's because Zan's not there anymore, keeping yeah. them together. Could it's well just, be. just drifting apart and just getting sick of each other. So if they <sighs> use that and ride that into the next mm. few episodes, I think this episode served its purpose perfectly
0: yeah I mean, I think just the problem was is that it, like a lot of it was just people talking to each other yeah it was it was just a lot of expositing dialogue where two people sat across from each other talking, and that 's yeah. not really
1: exciting or engaging uh, how I see it and it's, it's partially how you explain it that it's mostly just people talking to each other is that the whole thing that Scorpius tells us is that he says what happened. we get no indication of what he felt by that and what it no, mean it's all facts and figures yeah and he's he's still the cold calculating scorpius while he's telling this and i would have liked to see him open up more be like Mm. actually being distraught and during certain memories like thinking about his mother just being like needing a moment to process that again because he's looking at it i mean there are some slight hints of that where he still has the flower and he looks at that yeah but but
0: you know yeah it's very very hollow. Small. I think part of that is a conscious decision
1: to keep Scorpius as the cold calculating bastard that he is. But I would have yeah. liked if they went in more into Scorpius' relationship with the Peacekeepers. Mm. Seeing him, for one, being ex- uh, on one hand, being excluded by the mm. others, despite technically being allowed to serve, like, I can tell you the grunts are not going to be okay with that. Oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> and
0: there'll there'll be despite a lot of everything, resentment. seeing
1: why he cares about the peacekeepers. Or yeah. just go deeper into why he, what the hate that mm. he has for the Scarons, how that warped him, how he went from. Maybe a very kind person to somebody who is, at some point, Basic, he could have basically said, look, that's when I learned nothing would happen unless I take it. So this is me inferring stuff from this
0: episode, but I feel like the reason he joined up with the Peacekeepers is because that was the easiest way he could get back at the scarrons
1: Yes, that does seem to be the case. Like but He
0: doesn't have particular loyalty for the Peacekeepers, just that it's where he can get the most power to attack the, the scarrons to get back at yeah, them. Yeah, and...
1: And even then, when John says to him, like, look, to me, the Peacekeepers and the scarons are the same, he says, I will show you. And I'm like, no, I want him to flip out over that.
0: Oh he did. Like, really,
1: <sighs> really get uh, mad about that. I think he because did get... Sh- he did got a little angry about it, but... He like was I said, a little angry. A little bit, yeah. Like, no, show me why. Show me why Scorpius is so hellbent on doing this. Yeah. Really hellbent. It's not like something he wants to do or something like he does in his pastime and he likes doing no this is the entire being of reasoning make him make him emotional about that yeah so they didn't do that which
0: it takes uh, some of the punch out of what he's yeah. trying to tell john also when you look at um what happened uh, in the basically in the b plot with moya part of why i didn't like that so much is that linfa shows up mm-hmm. and is like i want to offer you this thing shielding in return for moya and then they talk about it a bit in like one scene, mm-hmm. and then in the next scene she's gone. Yeah, it's like over with so quickly. It's like
1: yeah, that's, that's it's kind of like biography. hello,
0: I want to give you this technology. boom, hmm, we will think about it. Oh no, I am melting. Explode. Like that's uh, that's uh, that's the entirety of her like yeah, uh, that's, purpose that's, in the episode. Fair. It's like all she no, you know what it is. All she does her function in the episode is to turn up and tell them that Scorpius is alive, and then she explodes.
1: Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what happened, actually. She
0: turns up to deliver a plot coupon of, like, here you go, Scorpius is still alive. Goodbye!
1: (laughs) 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 So... Not as you mentioned it, that's exactly what happens. Yes. Her giving of the wormhole technology that she talks about puts a bit more friction between the crew, but they could have achieved that any other (sighs) way. That
0: that was there already, yeah. The only reason she was there was to give the coupon. To say, hey, Scorpius is still alive, and he's working on wormholes. Goodbye. That's why well, I was like, Well that's really stupid. Like if they k- had kept her around a bit longer and actually done more with her character then it wouldn't have been such a problem. It's just like she her only purpose is to deliver that information and die. Yep. So I'm like, Oh, well alright. Yeah. This is why it feels like it's filler and it's treading water until something else happens. Yeah. Actually, I mean, much like the crew of Moya are, they're waiting for something to happen. They're sitting around bored, which is a problem because then, as the audience, so are we. Yeah,
1: can we just do Monster of the Week?
0: On Moya, then, if we have to? Yeah, because at least then something happens.
1: Yeah. No, oh. we can, I hope they start. Look, we have Jewel. Let's let's dedicate an episode to Jewel. Let's do something with her because they haven't yeah. used her that much. No, let's let's dig into her backstory or her motives or mm. whatever. Because by God, she's going to need one of those episodes at some point. <laughs> we have the time apparently because we're doing this. Yeah, uh-huh. it was just uh-huh. like a big long stretch
0: of backstory and expositing and not much else let's hope that happens next week uh two weeks something feet. else out but yeah so uh yeah if we had to put a rating on this episode just a two out of five is probably about right three well weeks. somewhere between three and two because I, you know what i'm joining you on
1: two yeah, yeah
0: i think i will say this like it's not it's just everything that they do is just it's not exciting and it's Whatever. It's actually, not th- actually. You get. To, you know what? You do the two. I'll do the three on this. It's it's not much to be between them. I don't want to say like it's a really terrible episode. It's just, bleh. Eh. Yeah.
1: You know. That's that's pretty much it. Now I'm going with the two. Uh, no, sorry, three. Ah, oh, man. I'm not entirely sure. Two yeah. also sounds.
0: It's not as bad as some other uh, low-rated episodes because no. I think the stuff we find out about Scorpius' backstory is interesting and. I like the development of his motivations, and the stuff with Braca is there as well. But it's not delivered in an interesting or exciting way. It's him sitting down talking to John and showing him home movies. Like it's.
1: And, fu- and fundamentally, what did we learn about Scorpius? Mm-hmm. I hate scorpions.
0: Why? Well, I, I I do like that that he has a reason. So like he's we every good bad guy is the hero of their own story, right? Yeah, but. But again,
1: I, I, don't, I don't feel it was strong enough for me.
0: No, no probably not. But it's also something we—he's we, tried to explain to John before. Like when in Liars, Guns, and Money, when he captures a cry and he's like, "I don't want power. I want—I don't want to." He said to John, "Like I don't want to conquer the galaxy. It's a—it's a tool, you know, to use yeah. against Scarns." And like he's tried to explain this before, so mm-hmm. it's not his motivations are not entirely new. Information no. to us, but they 're developed a little bit more. The new information is that the scarons or well, how bad the scarons are, because he said
1: basically the scarrons are worse than peacekeepers sure okay, I whatever fundamentally disagree by the way, because actually I made a few notes
0: i don 't think the peacekeepers want to ex- exterminate literally everything i don 't know <laughs> well we don't we don 't know but as far as like, we can they tell. They have the... talked
1: about lesser species and the disdain for that. They... Also when, when they said when when he's like the whole rape of his mother, how that's and the whole breeding program, how that's supposed to be bad. <coughs> tell <Talon>. him. <coughs> mm, yeah. Sorry. Well that was a yeah, special they just... project, wasn't it? But he w- that was not the only one. No they that's had true, tried actually. Yeah. several times. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they also hit the ninety on that one. <sighs> yeah. And where so... the mother also died, so Hmm. Yeah, no, they pulled the exact same stunt with Moya, which I wish they went into. Yeah, like they the didn't. The hypocrisy of the two.
0: Yeah, that would have been an interesting parallel, but they didn't yeah. um, deliver on that. And, I mean, so, okay, on that level, then, yeah, maybe the Peacekeepers and, and scarons are not so different. Like I said, I think the goal of the Peacekeepers from everything we've seen is something... Along the lines of, they want to be the author- authoritarian government in control of everything, yeah. right? The Scarons want to kill everything in existence. And so, yeah. out of the two, the Peacekeepers are the lesser of two evils.
1: Yeah, okay, fair.
0: And that's where Scorpius is coming from. Mm-hmm. So we find out just how bad the Scarons are by, you know, they want to kill every other living species. Yeah. So, okay, fine. But, again, this episode just, it, le- it leaves you one thing more, really. And you 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 very much feel watching it that you're waiting for next week, for something else to happen. It's it's killing time, which is a shame for an episode of Farscape. It's like, well, you don't have to do that, right? It's not like you know real life where you're like, okay, well, we've got the you know the film is at two o'clock and we've got to let's go. I don't know. We've got to kill time until then. Let's go do whatever. You're mm-hmm. writing this, right? You can write you don't have to kill time. <laughs> you don't have to have filler. It's like you can write something that moves the plot along that is exciting and is you know, even if it's monster of the week, whatever. That's so, yeah that's what that, they do.
1: I mean sometimes you just have to get an episode out before it's Monday. Yeah, it, I guess. It does like, feel a bit like it I, was maybe rushed or just like not
0: spent so much time on it. Could be the case could be ultimately it leaves you with a it leaves you with an ultimately disappointing and um just bland af- uh, episode like i yeah. said it's not necessarily terrible it's oh, two, but, two's are fine episodes there's nothing inherently wrong especially with them. at just... this point in the series where we've you know we're, we've, we're holding things to a higher standard now because of yeah. some of the episodes in fact some of the earlier episodes of season three have been really good and so we're like mm-hmm. well okay you know come on step up to that and this episode didn't, unfortunately. And yeah. hopefully that changes soon. Uh, as usual with Farscape, like, things always start to ramp up towards the end. But we're halfway through, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, it will be interesting to see which, at what point they sort of really turn into the uh, conflict again with Scorpius and Crichton, mm-hmm. rather than just treading water. So, okay. Next week, then, uh, we go back to Talon, an episode called Meltdown. Okay. And Talon becomes drawn to the surface of a star, endangering the crew, and Stark tries to help a woman trapped between realms in orbit around the star. And I think also part of the episode is people they start acting weird. Everyone starts acting funny.
1: I mean, that makes some sense because two of them are Sebations. <laughs> so... We really don't like the heat.
0: Yeah, again, that sounds like a Thing of the Week episode, Monster of the Week kind of, uh, Talon.
1: You have my interest, as always.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see, and, and you know, so far it's only been two of each, but the Talon episodes, for some reason, have been much better than the Moya episodes. Yeah,
1: let's let's see. Let's hope Talon episodes. No, that's not actually what I want. I don't want them to stumble.
0: Um, actually, let me before we wrap up. Actually, I realize... I, I have a brief theory about why that is so far. I was like, let's look at the division of the cast. So on Moya, you've got John, Dargo, Jewel, and Ciana. Mm-hmm. And so John and Dargo, you know, they've got the probably the most developed relationship out of all of those. But otherwise, they're just kind of his friends who they annoy, who uh, get on his nerves now and then, right? I, I mean,
1: it's Chiana and, and Dargo make an interesting couple. Yeah, but so they're I'm not like, doing I, anything with that. No, because, and they they really need to develop Jewel. Yeah, they really need do. to.
0: And then, but then you look at. But I just go by what characters are there, and also Dago and Chana, We've kind of been through that, yeah, already. Then you look at Talon, and you've got Crichton, Aaron, and In a Relationship? Uh, yeah, and Krace. and you've also got Stark and uh, Rigel. They're mostly been used as comic relief, but the three of the three main characters on Talon—John, Aaron, and Krace, thats a th- that those characters have such a uh, relation. detailed backstory and relationship with each other that is that is still being developed and worked upon and built upon and that's why i think it
1: for tons of drama
0: yeah and hasn't been mined for tons of drama already um at least to some extent so that's why i think Talon episodes so far have been better Mm. because they've got that deeper well to pull from i could see that which is like it's an unfortunate consequence of how they split things up so uh we'll see we'll see how they get on next week with meltdown but um yeah i'm not feeling the moira episode so far they've got to step up their game really
1: yeah let's hope let's hope for a jewel episode soon
0: well that'll be in two weeks that'll be in two weeks time the next Moira episode so next week like i said meltdown anyway until then thanks for listening everybody we will be back next week like i said but until then you can find us uh, around the web at on Twitter at Canwehats Hats and Red at Red Nightmare Seven. Go to can for previous episodes and links to the RSS feeds and iTunes where you can also find us and if you want to leave a rating or review on iTunes that would be great. And all of that is supported by the Patreon, patreon.com slash hats. And mm-hmm. uh, so if you wanna support the podcast and other streams and other projects, then yep. Check that out. Anyway, we'll be back next time. Uh, so until then, goodbye.
1: Goodbye. goodbye. <laughs>
0: So, Red, I don't quite get how you uh, came to your conclusions about this episode, or what you thought about it.
1: Ah, okay. So, uh, for this to make sense, I'm going to have to get you caught up on some backstory. Oh, oh. Uh, sit down there. Oh, okay. So, this is me at three years old. As oh. you can see, there's a lot of cake in my face. It was all very funny. My dad liked I, I, it. Uh, my I, mom was annoyed she I had to can... clean everything up. This is me at five. Oh, God. Uh, that was the first time I wrote a pony. I. It's also where I developed my fear of heights, sadly. Uh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It um, was a very tall pony. This is me at eight.
0: So, uh,
1: how how long is this going to take? Oh, well, I'm hoping you're not in a rush. I mean, I'm almost twenty-eight. We got to go through a lot of this stuff. Oh, good.